You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I guess they don't like the shot. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. On the program today, Seamus McGee from MGM will talk about all of the action he's seeing for the NBA and NHL playoffs. We'll also get into the NFL draft and how the books did there. And then at 11.20 Eastern time, Alex Smith of the Ice Guys will break down all of the NHL action after an incredible start to round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But first, though, let's get into the NBA playoffs and what happened last night. The Lakers steal home court away from the Golden State Warriors winning game one in the Bay Area, 117 to 112. Anthony Davis, 30 points, 20 rebounds for him. Uh, Just the fourth Laker in playoff history to have such a feat joining uh, a bunch of no names like Elgin Baylor and Shaquille O'Neal and, you know, guys like that. Uh, But also, you know, Dennis Schroeder hanging 19 points. Uh, that was big. And this was despite uh, LeBron James not having one of his better performances playing 40 minutes of, of uh, game time. 22 points, one of eight from three for him. And yet somehow, Joe, uh, the Lakers were able to get things done. And it goes back to this idea that I've talked about before, where if you like a dog in the NBA playoffs, you might as well just bet them on the money line. Plus 165 yesterday. That was uh, one of my lightning bets. I get not liking the shot. Yes, I get not liking the shot. Are they saying that if it goes in? Anybody saying that? I mean, that's just completely results-based. Look, he was open. Was there much too much time on the clock? Maybe 10 seconds when you – I get the argument when you have Curry and Clay on your side, even though it hasn't been a great uh, last couple of games for Clay. That you get them the ball. I understand that. If that shot by Poole, who, by the way, was having a very good night shooting, it goes in, nobody says a damn thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of caught in the middle. I know we're supposed to take hard stances on stuff like this, but he got a clear look. If you call time out there and you try to set something up, are you going to get a look as open as that? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, but, you know, in a perfect world, you do want stuff uh, taking that shot. Man, AD, AD, if this guy shows up for a full series, like that's always the issue, a lot of times a lingering issue, injury, but if you get that sort of performance, the Lakers are going to win the series. And you wake up this morning, and the Lakers are significant favorites after taking game one on the road, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, that's been the story all year oh if LeBron and AD are healthy watch out for the Lakers and 
not only AD healthy, but I think like you were saying, he needs to be dialed in like he was last night as well. Like sometimes you just don't mm -hmm. even know what version of AD you're going to get. And that one, I mean, he basically said after the game that like he's just getting cooking too. Like this, mm -hmm. he plans to be this aggressive every time. So hopefully they can get some consistency out of him. The other thing, uh, you know, I was on the Warriors that concerned me is Steph, Poole, and Clay all hit six threes. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers had six threes in total. I mean, they had a pretty good shooting night. Still, I mean, they should have been. I mean, what can you, what more can you really ask for, you know, out of the Warriors? It wasn't like they just had some crazy off night as well, which is also scary for me, who's backing the Warriors and cashed out of my Lakers. Man, real quick, and I want to talk to Seamus about this. I am doing terrible in the NBA right now. Like, the books numbers are so good. We'll get to the other game last night, but man, I'm just not having a, a good run right now this week in the NBA. It's It's been tough for me. You, you In all these series, in most of the cases, you've got to completely forget about what you just watched, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying go zigzag, but I'm, mm. but I'm saying like people saw the Warriors win four or five and then they get hot on them. You know, they haven't seen the Lakers play in a while. Like, I don't know. I would. I, it, it's tougher to forget. I, I would lean that way. Just there's so much the, value in the, the thing that these was numbers. tough for like, me was I bet the under, yeah. remember, 228? It, the final was oh, 229. Man. The hook. It was hook. It got it closed at 228 and a half. But like, I think all of us, uh, even though we're a game in in a lot of these, that these are going to be competitive series. And we're getting, due to injury circumstances, we're getting spread to 10. Mm -hmm. Like, and those dogs are covering. Well, so, I mean, that's yeah, that's, I, I didn't think that. I thought it was baked in more with the Butler injury as far as that game goes. For that to shoot to 10, I know we'll get to it in a few minutes. I, I was surprised by that one. Well, it, yeah. here are a couple things as far as specifically this game that I think are important takeaways going forward. You know, first off, Joe, I agree with you that the Jordan Poole shot, like, it, it is very results-based, and you're talking to results-based pundits as far yeah. as if the shot was foolish or not. So, whatever. That that doesn't concern me. <laughs> Here's something that's really important. The conspiracy theorists will come out of the woodwork, if they haven't done so already, to talk about why the NBA wants the Lakers to win the Western Conference and make it oh, to the gosh. finals against the Celtics so we can have this all over again. And the thing they're going to point to... Aaron, the thing they're going to point to is the disparity in free throws. Free throws. In this yeah. game alone, the Lakers had 23 more attempts and 20 more makes than the Warriors. The free throw rate in terms of how many free throws were made per 100 possessions. The Lakers were at 27.2. The Warriors were at 4.7. That is a difference of more than 22 as far as three throws made per 100 attempts. And free throw rate is really, really important. So you'll go, all right, clearly the refs have it against the Warriors and they have it for LeBron James and AD. Well, if you go back to the regular season, the Lakers led the NBA with 26.6 free throw attempts per game. The Warriors were dead last at 20.2. So if there is something I am expecting going forward, Joe, 
it's this notion that the Lakers are going to get to the line a good bit more because they're playing bigger lineups than the Warriors probably will be mm-hmm. for the lion's share of the series. And they're going to be a little bit more physical and they're going to just simply draw more contact. That's something we are going to see. And however you are looking at a spread going forward, please, please keep in mind that the Lakers are going to go to the free throw line more often. Oh, I'm dreading that reaction today. Cry. Go cry. (laughs) The reason they had six free throw attempts is your team shot 53 threes. Like, that's it. It's not hard. They shot 53 threes, and the Lakers shot 25. And, I mean, it it was an A.D. LeBron attacking game. And, and Ed, something we've talked about and will continue to talk about when trying to project what's going to happen in Lakers games, who's the third scorer? They had two of them last night, right? They had Russell and Schroeder coming through, each of them scoring 19 points, another big part of that victory. So, I mean, good job by the Lakers. A close five and a half. It never was really that much of a sweat. I mean, I guess you're freaking out about maybe possibly overtime at the very end because of that 14-0 run by the Dubs. But, um, yeah, I don't think anybody's uh, thinking. It's the same situation we had in the other game last night. Like, wow, could could the what if the Lakers take game two? I know it's a situation that doesn't happen in the NBA. Hasn't happened in a long time where the road team takes the first two, but uh, – they, they have that possibility. They're in that spot. Yeah, and Anthony Davis with 23 rebounds, they just have no answer for him. I mean, just he is a, such a difference maker and has such an advantage in this series as well. So, yeah, I mean, good for the Lakers. They turn things around. I remember talking about hopefully they won't even make the playoffs, barely make the play in, and now look at them. Ah, wow. I, li- I like it. <laughs> I'm not mad at them. I don't mind it. You know, the moves they made have worked, and I'm not sitting here with pom-poms for LeBron or anything, but, you know, I wouldn't be mad like, oh, I hate the Lakers if they were to make some sort of a deep run. No, I hate myself for cashing out on my Lakers (laughs) futures. It's a a pity party is basically how this goes. It's really more about me than the actual players and the Lakers team. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's an Aaron-centric reason to hate the Lakers. It has nothing to do with what's going on. Never cash out. What a Never dumb. cash out. That's good. It's all right. <laughs> uh, moving on now. Uh, Aaron, let's talk about the other game, which uh, should make you feel better. Uh, the Knicks uh, knock off the Heat, 111 to 105. Uh, going into this contest, we weren't entirely sure who was going to play, but as it turns out, Jimmy Butler did not. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle did play. Brunson hung 30. Uh, Randle 25 and 12. Uh, R.J. Barrett with 24. Uh, definitely this was a, a, a situation where uh, Miami, you know, had some looks and some great opportunities to go up 2-0 in this series. Uh, but instead, in clutch time, it was the Knicks uh, being able to capitalize. And so you look at this and you go, okay, yes, the Knicks, you know, with, with some of their bigger guys were able to sort of, uh, you know, steadfastly get through and win. But Miami still has some tricks up its sleeve. And so, mm-hmm. Aaron, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. as far as this series is concerned, what are we to think of Miami, uh, you know, once Jimmy Butler returns? 
Well, first off, this game doesn't make me feel better, Ed, because I bet the Knicks minus six <laughs> and a half, and it finished minus six. Oh, so yeah. two giant L's oh, yeah. for me. Both <laughs> both phenomenal, like just sitting there watching great entertainment, great games, but from a betting perspective, <laughs> so close, but just didn't cash. I think the Heat made the right decision by resting Jimmy Butler. I think that's the right move. They won that first game. Uh, they needed to get him a little rest so that he can come back. But, yeah, the Knicks, I mean, we talked about it. This had to have been a Knicks spot, right? You have to take advantage. You're at home. This was a situation that they needed to get that win, and they did. So um, I, I still think the Heat are the better team with Jimmy Butler, but – you know, at least they didn't squander that because they could have last night. I mean, that was a back and forth, very close game. How did they do it? Eric Spolstra. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spolstra is amazing. And like, you look at it like with, with Vincent getting 21, guys like Max Struess stepping up in an odd way. What's a Caleb Martin, Joe? What's a, a Caleb Martin? Scorer, a leading scorer, believe it or not. In a weird way, I walk away from that game last night and I said, I like the Heat to win the series after they lose, after the Knicks tie at 1-1. I feel better about the Heat because I feel strongly that that Butler's going to be ready to go in game three, which we wait until mm-hmm. Saturday. And now they're going back home. And did you guys see Tibbs post game? When, when he was asked about by Nick Friedel, who they have a history. Nick Friedel used to cover the Bulls when Tibbs was the, the head coach here. And he asked mm-hmm. him, he's like, are you guys preparing? For Jimmy Butler to play in game three on Saturday, Tibbs just stares at him. He goes, You know the answer to that. Jimmy Butler's <laughs> Jimmy Butler, 100%. I don't know that he's going to be 100%, but he is 100% going to be on the court. And if I'm the Heat, I'm good. Like, we, we competed till the end without our guy, yeah. without our dude. And they were in the desperate spot. If the Knicks drop that game, it's like the series is over going back to Miami. And and it it was pretty damn close. And I credit Brunson, what he did in a bounce-back performance. Randall looked really good returning from his injury. How big was Josh Hart? He also had a triple-double. Big moments in the end. Shout out. Interviewed him in high school. Love that kid. That was awesome. Like, they all performed well. And the Heat almost yeah, won. They did. I mean, that's I and the series is now a coin flip on the series price going back to Miami. I feel I feel pretty good about Miami. Yeah, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, Julius Rando, that trio in the final seven plus minutes when they were on the floor together, 22 combined points for them. Brunson, nine of 13 from the floor in the second half. Uh, what a find he's been for the Knicks, uh, just to sort of sustain things. But yeah, Joe, I'm with you completely that even in a loss, there were a lot of things you could point to. I mean, Caleb Martin was coming in sort of in relief of Jimmy Butler, but it's obvious who the go-to guy is in clutch time for the Heat. Without him, then yes, Miami is a good bit more vulnerable. They look more like a seven or eight seed. But with Jimmy Butler, the playoff addition, uh, you look at, say, win probability added among all playoff contenders. Jimmy Butler is one by a mile. Uh, as far as that's concerned. And so when he comes back, look out. Miami will be a very, very different basketball team. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will continue our NBA conversation and 
maybe a little NFL news to get to. Uh, a certain receiver going to a certain team that will leave you a little bit flummoxed. That's right here on the BetQL network.